welcome to another episode of the Living Out Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Steele, and this is where personal growth meets social justice through a queer lens. Now, today I'm going to talk about why the stories and the drama of your past are not who you are. Basically, this is about leaving behind all the baggage that you've been dragging behind you and that's been holding you back so that you can actually move more easily into success, into achievement, into being who you want to be, into getting what you want. What I often see is that the biggest challenge with wanting success or wanting to be successful and accomplishing goals is the drama that holds us back. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've talked about data versus drama a couple of times. And our drama, in part, is our stories. It's our emotional baggage that might be holding us back from going forward. So take, for example, physical posture. Have you ever noticed that when you're sad or depressed or really head deep into a problem that you're hunched over or your eyes are looking down, your head is tilted down, you're, you're not looking up. Maybe your back hurts. Maybe your upper back or your low back hurts. And when you walk, how are you walking? Are you shuffling, taking slow steps? Or, or is your chest opened up and you're looking at the world in front of you? It is most definitely not the latter. Because when we're depressed, when we're stuck in a drama of our own making, we literally are avoiding seeing with our eyes what's in front of us. Or in another way, we're trying to avoid seeing what's ahead of us. Now, Louise Hay, who I think passed away was this year or last year, wrote a powerful book many years ago called You Can Heal Your Life. And in it, she suggests that a sore back indicates the weight of emotional burden and holding on to things that you need to let go of. So directly quoting a section of her book, back pain can be related to many emotions in your life. Lower back pain may reflect your fear of money or lack of financial support a pain in your middle back may be connected to your guilt. Do you wish some people would get off your back? Do you feel stuck in all the stuff back there? Upper back pain could be related to you holding back love or feeling unloved. Do you feel a lack of emotional support? End quote. Let it go if you think that's woo-woo. Because in my work in physical fitness, working as a health and fitness coach for 15 plus, closer to 20 years now, I have seen the manifestation of emotional pain, emotional drama show up in people's bodies. And the way in which Louise Hay describes this is almost dead on. What we think and what we feel manifests or shows up in our body and what those actual stories are and where they show up in the body, it's fascinating. It, maybe it doesn't always have to be right, but sometimes it's interesting to look at the association between what we're feeling, what our stories are, and where we are hurting. 
Now, I have seen people who drag their shit behind them like it's some prideful burden. You know, people who make a grandiose affair of it. They they want their baggage to get noticed. They buy the most expensive Louis Vuitton and parade their problems around for everyone else to see and to make comment on because they want people to notice their problem. They want people to make their problem important so that they can continue to feel justified in being the problem. Problem is, those people aren't looking on the inside because it's a horrible place to be on the inside, stuck in that drama. Now, I'm not trying to be mean or disrespectful to anyone because I know the drama I used to drag around. But I also like to use the distinction between luggage and baggage. Now, if you do a lot of traveling, let's say for business, you need to invest in really high-quality luggage. It just makes sense. You want it to last. You want it to be durable. And it makes traveling easier if you've got the right kind of wheels. It means you don't have to be so stressed out. You don't have to carry things. You're going from place to place. It doesn't interfere. There's nothing worse than having your luggage fall apart, maybe even in the middle of the airport, or worse, on the airplane, or sorry, on the luggage carousel, and there's your tidy whities and everything for everyone to see. If you're holding on to stuff from the past, you need to divest yourself. You need to let go of that emotional baggage. And that can be a lot easier said than done. For many years... I held on to my past stories. I thought about people who made me feel bad and unworthy. I reacted to how heteronormative patriarchal culture boxed me in and made me feel shame. They made me feel shame for being a gay man. I felt like a loser graduating from high school with a 51% average. My past became my identity, and I was stuck in the drama of that tired old story. It's like if you don't clean out your closets, if you don't throw out the clothes you don't wear anymore, if you keep putting things in there and not deal with them, you become a hoarder. And this is a perfect metaphor for emotional baggage. The longer you hold on to something, the more it becomes an entity all unto itself. And at some point in my own life, I was dragging around so much shit that I didn't even want to be around myself. There was a point at, there's there's been a couple of points, but I looked at my life and I looked at the baggage I was dragging behind me and I just said, enough. And at different points, I did the work and the work showed up in different ways to improve myself, to let go, and to be able to move forward. Because if you're holding on to something in your past, it's how do you actually move forward? Because your identity is all about what has happened, as opposed to who I am in this moment, who I am choosing to become. So one successful step forward for me was when I got accepted into university a few years after high school. And although I entered for something else, I was taking German language and I fell in love with it. And I managed to get an A- average, and I was on the dean's list every single year. I got full scholarships going into my master's. And it wasn't that 
I mean, I worked really hard, but it wasn't that I overly pressured myself. I loved what I was doing, and it made doing the work such a joy that I know that expressed itself in how good the output and the production of my work was. And that success, that moving forward, allowed me to let go of not having felt smart enough, of not having felt intelligent enough. And there's a point in my early 30s where things were also very dark. I had left my master's. I felt without a path. And long story short, I found my way sort of accidentally into personal development. I was reading and listening to all the greats in the field like Jim Rohn and Anthony Robbins and many people that you might not have heard of. And I was on a weekend program, a Friday night into all weekend with a group of people. And it was a personal development program geared around making you better in your business. And I literally had a transformational breakthrough. And I know those words might sound funny, but I had been doing all this work reading, understanding, trying to practice. And it's sort of like working out at the gym, right? You work out for a period, maybe you don't see the results right away. And then suddenly the body begins to adapt in the positive way to your workouts. Your body begins to adapt to the the, the way in which you're eating better to support losing body fat or gaining muscle. And it was like on the Sunday a freaking light bulb exploded in my head in the best way possible. And it was based on the simple awareness and the acceptance that I am 100% fully responsible for my own feelings and my actions and my life. And I have never looked back since then. doesn't mean I've not had bad days, but it changed me forever going forward. So, you know, what actions can you take if you need to let go of something that's holding you back? A personal story, an identity, a drama, something that is just, you know, it's like a weight on your back or a chain wrapped around your ankle that's just making it difficult to make any progressive steps forward. How would it feel for you if you could move forward easily to live out the best of who you are, to explore those things from your past that you've actually hidden away in the closet that maybe somebody made you feel shamed about or you were too afraid to express because you thought that that might make you go further into darkness or not feeling uh, free or being afraid of what other people might think of you. What would it feel like to finally get what you want to be doing what you want, to be who you want to be. We do have to look at our past in order to let go of it, to understand it, to assess it, to redefine it, and to reinforce things in the present moment that strengthen our foundation so that we can go forward. An incredibly powerful tool is journaling. It's free, right? Well, it's free other than, you know, you may buy a a really good pen and uh, notebook and use that, or you may get an app 
or maybe you just uh, journal using Microsoft Word or, or online Google Docs. It doesn't matter the tools you use to journal. But the self-awareness and personal growth you can get out of journaling is profound, especially if you allow yourself to be aware of your thoughts and documenting how you're thinking, how you're feeling, not complaining, but doing sort of like a self-assessment check-in, seeing what the lessons are from today or from yesterday and the steps you want to take to improve going forward. Or if you're working on achieving something, you know, did you make progress? And what was, what was the win? What were you challenged by? What might you try differently? These are the questions we ask of ourselves that open up the path before us. Now, if this is deeper, more challenging stuff, then maybe you need a therapist. Maybe you need a psychologist or a counselor or a support group. And there's no fear and shame in that. You know, I've worked with both. You know, a coach will help you focus primarily on the present. Sometimes in coaching, I work with clients and we talk about past events, but we're not staying there. We are trying to root in the present moment so that we can make your future better. We're always mindful of helping you move forward and not being hindered by the burdens, by the weight of the past. That's why coaching is so different than therapy. It's like we work to focus on daily practices and habits instead of just trying to solve past challenges. It's what we do with consistency and frequency that amounts to improvements and accomplishments and, and achieving goals over time. Now, like I said, I've dealt with therapy in the past when there were things I had to really work out about being a gay man and how I grew up and um, not having been able to express myself and, you know, issues around uh, safer sex practices and partners and, 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 and a lot of stuff that was coming from shame. And I'm not ashamed to share this here because it really helped free me of a lot of things. But for myself, I've found ultimately coaching to be much more effective because coming out of a therapy session, I was still sort of stuck a little bit in the past. I may have got clarity, but I got more clarity on the past. It was edging me from my past into my present moment, but it really wasn't helping me in any way move forward. What it was helping me do was release some of the things that were keeping me stuck in the past. But with coaching and coaches I've hired and worked with, I'm looking for the proactivity, proactive tools that I can use to create change in my life. So it's a way of not ignoring the challenges of your past. We recognize them we are aware with them and deal with them when they show up. But it's learning to be aware if we are in a mindless habit on, on what was, what you cannot change because the past is fixed, it's done. The focus shifts to, ah, what can I do now in this moment? Because what I do now is an action that creates a future potential. Focus on the past, and you're always looking behind you. Conversely, there is a bit of a caveat here. If you focus too much on the future, 
then you might get into worry about how you're going to accomplish goals you've set for the, for the future. So there is a bit of a balancing act. And there's only ever one place that you can be. And by knowing this, this is how you can have this semblance of balance, like standing in the middle of a teeter-totter, your, your legs are spread out wide, and you have to bend your knees a little bit, and you're shifting your weight a little bit to the left side as the teeter-totter goes down on that side, then you shift your weight a little bit to the right side as the teeter-totter goes down on the other side, and, and sometimes you lose your balance a little bit, and bam, the right side of the teeter-totter where somebody would be sitting hits the ground, but then you self-correct. You see, we can only ever be here and now in the present moment. And even then, it's very difficult to be here in this present moment because our brains are thinking about the past or what I've got to be doing or something I'm planning for in the future. So it's even if you're the best meditator, it's challenging to be here and now in this present moment. But the best we can do is focus on what we can do right now. And that focusing on what we can do and then actually taking action gets us out of the story, gets us out of the identification with the past, gets us out of the identification with the problem. You, for example, are not your debt load. You are not the problem you are having in your relationship. And that's not to say that if it's a relationship problem, you aren't part of the challenge, but who can you be as a better person within that relationship to affect change? But you're not the problem. If you identify only with the problem, you are stuck with something that is fixed. You are stuck with that story of the past. Moving forward, you need to have a plan. You need to have a list of what to practice and do in your day, whether that be a list, whether that be a schedule, whether that be some sort of an app that gives you recurring reminders of the habits and the tasks that you're working on that lead towards projects. You may have your goals written out in whatever sort of structure works best for you. You may have your long-term dreams also journaled about that you revisit on a regular basis to see if you're making progress. All of these things helped guide you in choosing what you need to do in this moment. And the more we shrink down what we can actually conceptualize into like a day, a week, a month, a few months, the better, the more easy it is to facilitate taking action around those things. You may have a five-year plan, let's say, for where you want to be financially, But what's realistic within your thinking and framing of that? How much much increase can you see in a month or three months, 90 days? And if you're making progress towards that, then you know in your next month or in your next 90-day period, your next quarter, your next year, that if you can keep seeing that increase, then in five years' time, you might hit that goal. You might realize that potential. We need to shrink down our plans and our goals because, and I don't mean the long-term goals, I just mean into the immediate moment of what we can do because we can't do everything at once. You can't solve all of your problems in an instant. You can only do one thing at a time. There is no multitasking. 
The only kind of multitasking there is, is chewing gum while reading a book, right? Walking while listening to a podcast. But you can't be actually doing two actions on creating your goals really at the same time. You know, I'm making a joke. You get it. So what you can do is this one thing at a time. This one thing at a time in the present moment, focusing on taking action. Simply put, when you shift your focus from the past, when you shift your focus from what's holding you back, when you shift your focus from what you didn't do and what didn't work, when you shift your focus to what you can do now in this moment, that choice, that single shift in your focus will completely alter the direction of your life for the better. Now, if what you've heard resonates with you and you want to explore more, let's have a virtual coffee. You can find out more about my coaching approach and ADD coaching method by requesting a discovery call. Go over to my website, darrensteele.com, and click on the work with me area. And I'm working on launching a series of small group program modules where we're going to go through my ADD assess dream design methodology. Each module is a closed system that will help you first get absolute clarity through assessing how you've got to this point, kind of like clearing up the past, like I talked about in the beginning of this podcast. Module two looks at dreaming into your future present, what you want, where you want to be, but concretizing that as if it happened, and then working on your values and matching up your values with your goals so that what your core values are will not be in conflict with what you want to achieve. And then in the final module, we look at the implementation, the structure and the systems and the scheduling. Think it's like an app applied to what you want to achieve in your life. And by separating it out in those three parts, we can get the very distinct past, future, and present moment because we need to end in the present moment with this program, this approach, so that you can move forward into what you dreamed is your possible, is your desired future. As always, thanks for listening and head over to darrensteel.com. Make sure to download my Get Clarity process because this is the most important tool in all of this in my ADD methodology. We start with clarity and the clarity leads to us understanding ourselves better so that we can get what we want out of our lives so that we can live out the best of who we are.